This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast, everybody. This week's episode is a lot of fun. I tell you about that time... I took a shower with my father, Joe Peluso. Buckle up. It's going to get weird. I saw her today at the reception A glass of wine in her hand I knew she was going to meet her connection at her feet was but loose man you can't always get what you want you welcome folks it is the sharp tongue podcast how many times have i fucking said that <laughs> thanks for tuning in i'm excited to be here I had a couple weeks where I wasn't here, and I was helping my father, who's aged aggressively. That's the nicest way I can put it. Damn, you know, you you reach a certain age in your life, and people start getting old. They've got some fucking nerve. Uh, Yeah, so I was there in Syracuse taking care of my father, but before I get into telling you guys how I washed my dad's nutsack for a week. Let me tell you where I'm going to be performing so you can come see my nutsack. This Thanksgiving weekend, November 22nd, 24th, and 25th, I will be in Syracuse at the Funny Bone. Oh, shit. Post up. Uh, I gave away a ton of tickets, and I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to come back home. It's in Destiny, USA, a.k.a. Carousel Mall, a.k.a. 315, a.k.a. Upstate New York, Syracuse, bitch. I'm excited to go home. I love being home with my family. I can't wait to wash my dad's nuts again. Also, in uh, the end of December for New Year's Eve, celebrate New Year's Eve with Jesse Mae Peluso. Oh, God, that's so annoying. That voice just annoyed me. I'm going to be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, the 29th, 30th, and 31st. 
of December. I have the biggest zit on the back of my fucking neck. It feels like another head coming through. And it's so hard. Maybe it's herpes. It's so hard. It's like the hardest bump ever. Sometimes I get those little teeny pimples on my butt, especially if I'm traveling for a while. And I've been on a plane, train, an automobile, and I've just been sitting down on my ass for 12 hours. I'll get a couple little butt pimples, a couple little uh, fanny, fanny acne. <laughs> um, yeah, so come see me live, jessiemay.com for tickets. I am excited to perform live. I'm excited. I'm working on my hour. Uh, I woke up today and I got a bunch of shit done. I have to be honest, my friend Chris McClure and I have been writing a screenplay, but he's also taken on the task of being very helpful in my life and uh, assisting me in various areas of, uh, you know, this career. You have to do a lot of shit. You got to do social media. You got to do merchandise. You got to, you know, be funny on the road. And you also have to learn how to delegate and be business savvy. I mean, neither of my parents were financially sound growing up. You know, my dad was like, put it all on red type of guy. If you have, you got money in your account, why do you have money in your account? You should get rid of that. You should get rid of all your money immediately. But burn it all on on the double zero on the roulette table. That was how I learned about money management. Just manage it. Buy everything. (laughs) My dad literally has bread bags. In his, in his apartment, in his cut cabinets, my father's been a huge gambler his whole life. He hasn't gambled in a while. Uh, but he, he's such an avid gambler, and he always does the New York Lotto. That was his shit. He'd do Barkino. He'd lose, you know, all his extra money on Barkino. If you don't know what Barkino is, it's just basically a bar's way of making you go broke slowly by gambling. It's just a stupid video game. It's like this game on a screen and it's a fake ball. It's basically bingo with numbers. My dad will blow his whole monetary load on that. And he, he, he even my uncle Louie, my dad's father, when uncle Louie was, a, was alive, that motherfucker would blow all his money on New York state lotto. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah, motherfucker. I know. And you're not going to win. I mean, a dollar and a dream, that dream is big, and that's expensive. If you've a dollar a day, damn, and you make it to 75 years old, you do that math. That, that, that's expensive. So my dad has these bread bags, these empty bread bags inside of his apartment in his cabinets. And he, it's empty lotto tickets, just a whole bunch of empty lotto tickets. Just just hundreds of them. <laughs> Did you guys hear me get quiet for a second? Because all the power in my apartment just went out, and I just had a, a panic attack. I had a minor panic attack as all the power went out. So we're good. Everything's fine. I thought the world was ending. I thought North, the North Korean missile may have reached our, our uh, coastline here in California. Apparently, that's where the missile can reach is to the coastline, so I got a little panicky. I think we're good. Are we good? I always wait for an explosion noise after the power goes out. <laughs> I just assume somewhere something's going to fucking explode. So, yeah, my, my dad, you know, I didn't, my mom, she, she put all her shit on credit. Is there a credit card there? Do you guys have a credit card? Just put everything on credit. Both my parents, terrible with money. My mom's better with money now, but damn. You know, and, and to be business savvy and come from parents who didn't know shit about money, that's a little bit difficult. That's a learning curve. 
That's a huge learning curve. So, you know, I've tried to not spend all my money on shoes and weed. The good thing is I get weed for free. So I'm okay there. I'm drinking a, uh, I have a protein shake. I just worked out in the gym. There's this motherfucker in the gym on the, the bike. The bike is such a non-committal attempt at cardio because you can kind of half-ass it. You can quarter-ass it every time. You know, I mean, you can really work out on a bike and sweat. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of you motherfuckers go in there and you just chill on the bike, reading a book, eating a sandwich. I saw a dude on a bike once just eating a sandwich the whole time. Like legit, like a multi-meat sandwich. (laughs) But this dude was in there today on the bicycle with flip-flops. Now, I have a problem with flip-flops in life on men in general. I feel like your feet are just offensive from the get-go. Like, they're just... I don't want to see man feet. And this dude was on the bike with flip-flop, just going at a glacial pace, not even breaking a sweat. And then he had the nerve to get off the bike. I was It was only him and I in the gym. He got off the bike breathing heavy. I was like, dude, you're just trying to... you just literally are trying to fool yourself into thinking that that was cardio. You're just trying to pretend that you actually got some real workout in there. You would have gotten more of a workout if you shoved a sandwich in your face over and over and over. That's for sure. I just think motherfuckers are so lazy, and then they wonder why they're not progressing in life. Well, because you're lazy as shit. You're eating a sandwich in flip-flops, Carl, on the goddamn bicycle, the easiest cardio in the gym you know what's real cardio being attacked in the streets running for your life that's some real cardio (laughs) survival cardio somebody should create like a cardio class where they simulate being mugged or attacked in the streets and you got to run from these motherfuckers (laughs) that's when some real cardio kicks in that's when in that moment if you have to run for your life you wish you had worked on the cardio all those Lazy days and the flip-flops on the bike are going to bite you in the ass. It's the day that somebody attacks you in the streets when you have to run to save your life. You're done. That's why everybody dies in horror movies. Nobody's really good at cardio. They're all too busy in their flip-flops eating, you know, an Italian hero. Mm. Speaking of Italian hero, my father, Giuseppe, Giuseppe Peluso, he's, uh, he's pretty special. Did that fucking... Noise finally stop? Oh, God, there was some feedback. Sorry about that, guys. There was a little bit of a... It's probably from the power shooting off in my apartment. <laughs> Whatever that... It's so fun listening to a podcast and having that in your ear for eight minutes, huh? But my dad is my Italian hero, uh, Joseph Samuel Peluso. And uh, I had to go home to help my family take care of him. I was home... In Syracuse, uh, is that fucking noise back? I will set everyone on fire. I did my gig in Massachusetts on the 20th. I was at LaSalle College. I went home to Syracuse for a couple days. And, you know, my mom and sister had reached out to me and told me that dad wasn't doing so well. And, you know, my dad is my fucking rock. My mom is my rock, too. Both of my parents are my rock. Um... My dad is, like, my best friend. Like, literally, 
I would do anything for this motherfucker. And I and I did. I I washed his his nuts and butt and washed him right from his rooter to his tutor. I mean, I got right in there and I painted his taint like I was goddamn Bob Ross being paid for the job. Um but my my family <laughs> You've never really been humbled until you have to wash your elderly parent. You know, I'm just going to put that out there. For all of you who are having a tough day because your latte had almond milk instead of, you know, soy milk. I wanted the soy milk. Yeah, well, I stared my dad's dick in the eye for an hour trying to wash him. So I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah, they just, you know, he he wasn't doing well. And you know how I knew my father wasn't doing so good? Uh, and this is the hardest part for me. I'm, I'm going to try and not cry through this podcast. But I got to keep it real. You know, I like to keep it real in life. And uh, I, I probably will have cried more during the podcast when I talked about my dog dying than me talking about having to wash my dad's asshole. <laughs> the, the, I knew my dad wasn't doing well when I hadn't heard from him in a while. You know, I just checked my phone before this. The last time my dad sent me a text message was on October 5th. And... Um, the last time he called me was, uh, God, maybe around that time. And my dad and I talk regularly. He, he would call me, you know, at least four times a week minimum. And, uh, he wasn't calling me and he wasn't texting me. And, and I didn't think, you know, I'm so busy. We get so, so fucking busy. We lose sight of just people who are important and just things that are important because we get so caught up in our daily grind. I hadn't really... I didn't think about it until my parent, my mother and sister said, like, you know, you got to come home. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't heard from him. That's like my, my you know, tri-quadruple weekly phone call. You know, he, he I've got... You guys have heard. I've, I've left voice messages, voicemails from him on this podcast. I'm going to do one, the last one he sent me um, before he started to go downhill a little bit. Uh, let me, you know, say my, he's alive and he's doing much better. So let me just say that. My dad's, you know, it's, I'm not going to end like, my dad died. Have a great week. Come in next Tuesday. Um, he's doing much better. But it got really scary there for a minute. And it, I realized it when I hadn't fucking heard from him. I was like, where's my fan? Where's the dude calling to check in about my... See, I said I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> I think it's funny um, how people are embarrassed to be vulnerable. But just seeing him age and looking him in the face and just... he You know, his, he was a little gray. When I got home... You know, my mom, I asked her how bad it was. My mom picked me up from the airport. I drove from Massachusetts to Syracuse. And my mom picked me up from the airport, and I asked her, I said, how bad is he? And she said, he's really, he's pretty bad. And I just, you know, we don't sugarcoat shit, and we're pretty straightforward. So that, I broke down, and we had to go straight to his house. And I looked at him, and I just, there was just a change in him. You know, he's a little gray, and 
He didn't. He lost a bunch of weight. His motor skills weren't as good. The motherfucker was pissing everywhere like a feral fucking calico. <laughs> and he has a cat. I couldn't tell what was cat piss and human piss. Um, he wasn't walking well. You know, basically immobility led to poor nutrition, and his motor skills had diminished and gotten worse because of all of these things like just an accumulation of things that happened to him and uh you know so we had a band together my my other sisters and my mom had to come together and just put all his care figure out his care and in just you know I, I literally had to wash my dad I was I I had this conversation with my mom in the kitchen you know I looked at her expectantly like you know you're gonna you're gonna handle that Right? Because, you know, you've already Lois and Clarked his meat meat and potatoes. I shouldn't have to do that, you know? And, and, and she looks at me, and my mom's like, well, Jesse, May, you know, your father and I have been divorced 25 years, and I just, I can't go back there. Uh, uh, no, 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 bitch. I, I don't think so. I'm the kid. This, right here, what you're doing is child abuse. I'm going to call DSS on your ass. <laughs> I don't think so. No. You know, you go down there and, and you've already, I'm only here because you've already handled his nuts. Absolutely not. So I'm in the shower with my dad. <laughs> Had to take a shower with my father. Do you, is anyone driving off the road yet? Is anyone, you know, a bunch of you send me messages about how you're laughing in public and at work and getting in trouble because of what I'm saying on the podcast. I stared my dad's taint in the eye for for 37 minutes trying to wash this 80-year-old Sicilian stubborn son of a bitch. (laughs) Washed him, you know, had to get in there and wash him. It was like... I was down at his ankles forever because I don't want to look at his dick. And I got in the shower and his dick looked at me like, what What the fuck are you doing here? I, I got the same question, buddy. My dad's got two ex-wives and three other daughters. I don't know how I got stuck with the job. I'm the youngest. I'm the one they should be protecting from your dick, sir. And uh, <laughs> his dick was just right in my face. It was right in my face like like a headset. Like one of those headsets. Like I felt like a... I felt like like the person who works the window at the drive-thru at Taco Bell, you know? I'm just, his dick just right in my face. We're just going to read that order right back to you. We've got one sparkling asshole, uh, two fresh nuts, and a number three ex-wife with a side of bitterness in the goddamn kitchen. (laughs) And I didn't want to wash his, his, you know, meat and potatoes. I didn't want to wash his asshole. I just spent so much time at his feet. That motherfucker's feet were shiny as shit. I spent so much time soaping up his feet because I didn't want to get to the to the goods. He is he had the shiniest shins when I left him. <laughs> I just made up a song, you know, because he's kind of embarrassed and I'm embarrassed. My mom's in the kitchen drinking boxed wine, just relaxing while I'm in here washing her ex-husband's cock and balls like some sort of you know, Vietnamese child. (laughs) 
I mean, and I couldn't help but to think when I'm when I got to his butthole and had to wash his butthole, I couldn't help to think maybe this motherfucker's just messing with us. Huh? Maybe this is one big ploy for Joe Peluso to try and get back in the house with my mom. You know? I mean, if this guy, if he can make his ex-wife who hates his guts almost wash his nuts, he deserves to get his recliner back. You know what I'm saying? He deserves to get back in the house. <laughs> so that's where I was, washing my dad's meat and potatoes. I had to wash his asshole. I'm going to start a business now. So if anybody out there needs washing, you don't even have to be elderly. It could just be your thing. I'm uh, offering a full body polish. I'm going to give a nice little sonic suds. And I'll even uh, miracle mop your asshole for an extra 20 if you want to toss that in there at the end for me. Uh, it was humbling. And the one thing I learned about all this experience, helping my dad, my sister Emily, having to pick out AIDS and go through that process for him and figuring out nutrition and taking him. And my mother took him to so many doctor's appointments to try and assess what was going on with him. And we literally came together as a family to try and figure this out. You know, we all came together. There was a, there, it wasn't without some turbulence. Because, you know, you've got four women trying to care for one man. We all have opinions. We're all a little bit stubborn. So there was some difficulty. I'm going to tell you that much. But uh, the one thing I learned from this whole process of trying to figure out how to assess him and get him better care, this country, the, there's no great plan for the elderly. We just toss them aside. We toss them aside. There isn't any great care for them. The only great care that there is is super expensive. So you have to go broke taking care of the person who took care of you your whole life. And that's really disheartening. It really is. So um, if anybody knows of any good, I don't know, aid programs. I mean, I think my sister might have found a good replacement for our initial aids that we had. But just anybody who's dealt with elderly care, please send me a message. Uh, I would love some advice. Any any bit of words or, you know, experience that you've had with your parents or anybody else, if, even if you work in the healthcare industry, I am all ears because I just want to get my father half health healthy, happy and healthy. <laughs> I just want to get him to a healthy place where he can enjoy, you know, the rest of his life in some comfort and getting all the basic things that he deserves because he's just been an amazing father. So... Email me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. I appreciate any of your advice that you guys can give. And, uh, yeah, you know, besides that, I've just been trying to stay busy and help my sister deal with all the text messages about dad and and what parts of the house he's peeing in now. (laughs) If anybody wants to donate Depends to the cause, uh, we'll we'll accept those. My dad's wearing diapers. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the one thing, you know, he's got dementia. That's that's what's going on with him. My grandma had dementia, you know, and I was talking with Chris McClure about this today, and, you know, uh, he's he's experienced the same with his loved ones, and we both had a similar story. My grandma came downstairs, you know, in the midst of her dementia as it had progressed and had put some makeup on and um, lined her eyebrows and her lips, but not with what she should have. She lined her eyebrows with a hot pink lip liner and lipped her lines with um, brown eye 
eyebrow pencil. <laughs> so, a lot of fun. But I, it, you know, it, my dad's an amazing dad, so I just look forward to any sort of advice that you guys can give. And th- he's he's kept his his sense of humor. And that's the one thing that my father and I share, my mother and I share as well. We all laugh. And the whole time I was home, at some point, with my sisters and my mom, we laughed until we cried. And that's all you can really do when shit hits the fan, when stuff gets so bad. You know, some of you get so offended at the dumbest shit, at something, like something a comedian says, or, you know, something that somebody says. Save your anger and offense for things that have to do more with society and people being mistreated and you not getting what you deserve because you can't take humor away. You just can't. Humor's too vital to the healing process. I know if my dad wasn't laughing, if my family wasn't laughing through the past couple weeks that I went through, I wouldn't have fucking survived. You know? Uh, Humor is, for me, has healed through this experience so much. And the fact that my dad is still funny... Uh, he asked one of the aides, he got excited, you know, cause I was the one that broke the seal. He didn't want anybody to wash him. He wasn't showering. And I was like, Oh no, I'm going to get this motherfucker clean. Like he, he, he can schmooze and charm my sisters and my mom. He can't do that with me. Cause him and I have a different relationship. I call bullshit on him all the time. And he's like, no, I don't want to shower. I don't want to shower. I'm like, Joe Peluso. Listen, I don't want to shower your ass either. And I hoped I'd make it through my whole life without seeing your nuts and butt. But hey, what? You know what, buddy? We can't always get what we want. This has turned into a goddamn Rolling Stones cliche lyric, but you better get your ass in that shower because you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find you get what you need. I don't know why that's making me laugh so hard. Because what he needed was his asshole washed, and out of his whole fucking family, I was the only one who could do it. <laughs> oh, God, but we've kept our humor, man. I am laughing. I can't believe this This has been one of my favorite podcasts so far. I'm laughing, at, and I have tears in my eyes. Um, yeah, he's he's the most amazing person. He's a, He's a great dude, and I'll play you one of the last voicemails he's that I have. He's I hate to say it's, he's not dead. He's not fucking dead. You know, he's he's gotten better, but because him and I are so communicative and because I have to accept the fact that things change and our relationship is going to change a little because of of where he's at in his in this juncture in his life, it makes me realize just how valuable little moments are just a phone call with your parent or your best friend or your loved one or your boyfriend or somebody who's important to you, when that phone rings, if you've got a minute, answer that fucking phone call. That's all I got to say. That's what it's about. Every little special moment that you can have with somebody you love. And you just have to realize you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometime... You might just find you can wash your dad's up butthole. <laughs> oh, God, you guys are beautiful. I'm keeping it short and sweet this week. I love you so much. Uh, you're going to hear my dad's voicemail next. 
he's a great dude. Send out your positive energy for my dad. Let me know any advice you can give me. Jesse May Peluso, comedy at gmail.com. JesseMay.com for all things tickets, podcasts, information, tour dates. And just live your truths. Love yourselves. Be good to people. Help somebody out today. And uh, get those hands ready because you might be washing an asshole one day real soon. I'm busy. <laughs> I got I got no pitch. <laughs> I got beautiful instrument, instrumentals on the TV. That's all I you know. That's all they're playing. And no, there's no no picture. Just the sound. Other other showings. What did it say? Jan Tesh. <laughs> you know Jan Tesh. He's listening to beautiful instrumentals. Oh my God! Beautiful standards, beautiful lush sounds, <laughs> and soothing. Beautiful <laughs> all formats in the '60s and '70s. And by Dash, <laughs> he was always big. <laughs> oh my God! I gotta make myself laugh. This, this is funny. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.